This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Lucy Rycroft, a member of the Parenting for Faith team. I'm stepping in for our usual host, Anna Hawkin, because she is out doing exciting things this summer. So uh, you have got me for these three bonus summer episodes. And today is the second of these bonuses. And I hope you enjoy them. We wanted to record these because we know it's a long time. Otherwise, between the end of the last season in July and the start of the new season in September. So I hope that wherever you are, These episodes are an encouragement and, yeah, source of blessing to you. Now, if you are sitting on a beach with a cocktail as you listen to this, then super. I'm not jealous at all in the slightest. You might be just listening to this as you wash up or fold laundry or just after a really rough bedtime or whatever you've had to put up with at home and life is not feeling particularly special or summery or exciting or restful right now. But I want you to know that whatever situation you are in, God is there right with you in the mess, in the neatness, in the relaxation, in the hecticness, everything. He is right there with you. And I pray that you know his joy and his peace as you serve your family. Now, my eldest child will be nearly 14. Will be nearly 14? What am I saying? Will be 14 in September, which just feels insane because it only feels like I gave birth to him about three years ago, but never mind. Now, when he was about six months old, an older lady from my church asked me if I'd like to start up a mum's Bible study group. And so for the last just over 13 years, in one way or another, I have either led or been part of a kind of discipleship group made up of mums, usually with similar age children. And I can't tell you how much of a blessing this has been in my life. Really, this group of mums, which has changed many times over the last few years, but stayed stayed fairly consistent for the last five or six, has really shaped me as a Christian, has really encouraged me to keep going when my own ability to pull out a Bible and have personal quiet times was at an all-time low. I always knew that I would be opening the Bible once a week with these wonderful ladies. And today on the podcast, I've got two more ladies who know the importance of supporting each other as mums. I know not everybody is in the situation of being able to have women uh, physically in their geographical area who they can meet up with. Uh, Some of our work schedules don't permit it. But there is so much to be gained from any way that we can support and encourage each other as Christian mums. And Becky and Helen, who I will be speaking to in just a moment, host the Salty Mums podcast. Now, you might have come across this podcast, you might not have done. It only started back in January. Can I just say, it's absolutely phenomenal. Do take a listen if you haven't already. The Salty Mums podcast, they cover such interesting topics. They have a wide variety of very knowledgeable guests. The insights are brilliant. The banter superb. It's just a really fun, really encouraging listen. Really educational too. And they talk about all sorts of things from gender justice to um, morning sickness to sex and intimacy to grief, all sorts of big topics. And I love, love, love this podcast. So it was a huge privilege to catch up with Becky and Helen and chat to them a bit more about their podcast, but also about the wider issue of how we support each other as mums. 
Today on the podcast, we're welcoming two mums with a heart for encouraging other mums by initiating those sorts of discussions we often just don't talk about in church. They hosted season one of the Salty Mums podcast, and I love this podcast, so I'm really, really excited to be chatting today with Becky Miles and Helen Smith. Becky and Helen, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hello. Thanks so much. Hi. (laughs) So nice to be chatting with you today. Um, Right, just tell us in a nutshell, who are you guys? Becky, why don't you go first? Who is Becky Miles? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Hi, I'm um, Becky. I am married to Gerard and I have um, two boys aged uh, four and five. Um, I live in the south in Farnborough and um, I'm a stay-at-home mum currently. I don't ever say full-time mum because everyone's a full-time mum. Yeah. Um, so I'm just work. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and um, uh, yeah, what's to know about me? I love the archers. I love gardening and uh, Radio 4. So basically I'm 84 before <laughs> 34. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. I've been sewing. I love sewing. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, just uh, pushing the octogenarian vibe there. Love it. Yeah. Um, Helen. <laughs> Helen, how are, hello, how are you? Hi, yeah, I'm good. Um, so I'm Helen, I am I'm married to um, Phil, and I've got two children, Samuel, who is um, nine on Monday, and Abigail, who is seven. Um, I am a full-time children's, well, I always get confused about what my actual job title is because it changes quite a lot. <laughs> I think it's at the moment Children's and Young Families Minister um, for a fairly large evangelical church in Hampshire. Um, so that involves um, lots of outreach into the local community and um, discipling children that come to church um, and also still trying to fit in <laughs> everything else that being a mum involves. So um, I have a very uh, hectic schedule as Becky will tell you when she tries to get hold of me um (laughs) I'm useless at being able to get hold of um but I love my work and I love um being mum as well despite it being the hardest thing I've ever done wonderful that is great thank you so much yeah I've never met a mum who doesn't describe her life as hectic so if you are one then you can let us know (laughs) we are all juggling a lot of things aren't we that's so cool thank you for sharing um so yeah how did you guys meet what connects you um yeah we we both go to the same church we um uh we were part of the same uh wednesday morning small group which was our saving grace um what was my saving grace when i had two young children because i basically had this group of women who a lot of them had older kids and had been through the baby toddler years who did that reassuring phrase of it's a phase, it will pass, whilst I wanted to cry and be like, it will never pass. Surely this is my life forever now. It feels like it's going on forever. Um, uh, or would hold uh, your baby whilst you looked after your, um, like my toddler who actually did run away from small group one day and we lost him for five minutes and we found him 500 meters away wow. from the house so yeah they literally yeah. <laughs> <find the> child. <laughs> so yeah they they it, that's how I met I met Helen um, super I feel we all need a village who are going to keep us sane in those terrible like worst five minutes of our lives absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant so you guys host the Salty Mums podcast and um, can you tell us a bit more about how that came about what the vision for it is that kind of thing absolutely um 
so there's for me and Helen can maybe just add a little bit to, to this um, was I felt that there was a bit of a gap with podcasts in the sense of and I'd, I'd had this growing sense of feeling like there was something not being catered for for me as a as a Christian mum so there's lots of amazing Christian parenting podcasts like the parenting for faithful <laughs> um and um uh there's lots of podcasts on motherhood from a secular perspective but they felt like there wasn't something filling sort of taking into account um the sort of yeah um looking at what how difficult motherhood can be um from a christian perspective and asking where god is in motherhood for christian women because i think so much of Christian culture sort of portrays motherhood as this hashtag blessed kind of culture and that we should be so grateful for it and that it's all going to be rose tinted and full of uh, joys of the joys of spring but actually as, as Helen mentioned earlier it's the hardest thing she ever did and it's it's been the hardest thing I've ever done and um, for various reasons and I think it brings a lot of issues from our past up to the fore. It can cause more issues, whether, you know, in your marriage, if you think about all the the strains in your marriage of parenthood of your time poor, your sleep deprived, um, you, you might disagree on parenting decisions, you know, but we don't always talk about these things or acknowledge how hard they are from a Christian perspective. So there's that. And then also we did used to laugh in our small group about how, people should listen into our conversations about life and advice and we should do a podcast on it so that was the kind of background to how I was feeling and then I just had this quiet time um last summer where I just felt it was as as if God said no you've you've got to be the one who does this podcast which felt a bit crazy because I've been out the the working environment for five years now and um and I just wrote down all this list of topics that I'd love to cover if that was the that we did it and I approached Helen and because I felt she would be the perfect person to do it with and um I said I've got I've got a question to ask you and um I I I did ask my question and she said yes and but also stipulated that she knew I was going to ask her about the podcast so um (laughs) and what was amazing is that um it felt like such a good thing that all the people that we asked agreed to to come on on the first season and it all just sort of seemed to fall into place quite easily um but I don't know if Helen wants to share any of anything. yeah I think all of what Becky said but um also just being so aware I, I guess partly because of um my job that um being a Christian mum is terribly isolating mm-hmm. well being mum in general is terribly isolating and yeah. Um, Becky has already shared that you know we've we've had this amazing small group which has really kind of been the backbone of certainly my bringing up children um but even with that there's there's moments where you think oh my gosh I'm the only one that is experiencing this like absolute meltdown about the fact that my children never can put their shoes on in the morning like why is that a thing oh gosh Half of, <laughs> half of my parenting hours, I think, probably go to spending. Uh, put your shoes yeah, on. Yeah. Put your yep. shoes on. Just put your shoes on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, and the beauty of podcasts for me, as as Becky shared in the secular kind of motherhood, is knowing that you're not alone. Like mm. you, know, you hear famous mummies talking about all these daily struggles, and actually, um, the beauty of a podcast is that you can 
get into people's homes and cars and on their walks or whatever wherever they may be to reassure them that what they're going through is normal and um you know even in the mundane like god is still very much part of their lives and can be part of their lives yeah yeah and i love sorry becky were you going to chime i I was just going to say and 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 not just in the mundane things and i think this is a, a thing that's grown in the podcast is that idea of in like the really deep dark and shameful things as well things that we perceive that and um one of the episodes we do is on domestic abuse and we do one as well on um uh, sex as well within um within marriage and I think those are things that even with our a lot of our closest friends we we don't discuss and I mean Natalie brings up on the domestic abuse podcast that I can't remember if it's one in three or one in four women um are will experience domestic abuse in their lifetime so the, there must be women in our churches who are going through this and we don't know about them and I think it's that bringing things to light and sharing that other Christian women are going through them and it's not their fault and this yeah. is not okay um uh that yeah that, that that's a growing vision uh, for for the podcast as well of 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 helping women out of those situations of shame yeah and I think it's such a great ministry you guys have to do this because these are such taboo subjects aren't they in our churches as well as I mean they shouldn't be but they are and and a part of that I suppose especially with the sex thing is that of course there are details of that that are inappropriate to share so we 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 just don't share anything. We do, we just stop yeah. sharing, you know, it's sort of no sex before marriage, no sex before marriage, no sex before marriage. You get married, shut up about, <laughs> about sex, you know? Yeah. And, and so actually it's really helpful for you guys to be kind of breaking that taboo and giving uh, mums everywhere really a safe space to kind of explore those things. And especially with domestic violence to be thinking about how, um, yeah, what that entails. Cause I think, uh, a lot of uh, women just simply don't don't kind of know maybe that they are being abused and, and it's easy to be gaslighted in that way and to think that this is kind of normal or it's their fault or something um it's that it's a marital you know it's just an issue they have to work out within their marriage rather than um something something wider that they can get support for so i i think it's great and i think also what you do in sharing those issues as somebody listening to the podcast you you obviously feel a lot less alone if you if you're struggling with one of those issues but even if you're not struggling with one of those issues it's so good to be educated it's so good to learn more about what other uh, women are going through because like you say it could be could be friends of ours it could be people in our churches could be us in the future we just don't know so thank you for sharing those big topics it's really really appreciated oh our pleasure (laughs) (laughs) um Helen I just wanted to ask you um what do you uh how you you talk about these huge issues on the on the podcast and it really brings to light the fact that you know parenthood is it is a challenging phase of life because there are more people (laughs) involved Um, and there are all sorts of things that could go wrong or that could be difficult to deal with how you know as Christian parents we want to be raising our children to know and love Jesus how you know especially with your your children's worker hat on but also your parent hat on how can we parent for faith when we ourselves are going through the mill is it possible have you got any any wisdom there Oh, I don't know about wisdom. Uh, I can witter- I'm quite good at wittering. Um, <laughs> I, I guess for me, um, 
there's a few things that kind of come to mind. The first thing is find your village. Um, so for for me, it's been um, home group through different stages, but there's been other stages of my parenting where, um, and actually there's a lovely um, older lady in our church. She actually will shoot me for calling her an older lady because she's not that old, but <laughs> she's older than me. Um, <laughs> and um, we regularly meet up now and go for lunch. Um, and um, I remember there was a, there was a time where, um, my son actually was and um, had sepsis in hospital and it was obviously terribly scary and um it was a time where it was one of those times where you think i should really be able to hold on to my faith right now because i know that god's with me and i know that god's in control but oh my gosh i don't feel like that i certainly don't feel like praying um and i don't really know where to start and she just said to me it's these times where there's other people that are praying for you that really matter and the pressure was kind of like released from me in that moment that, yes, I was still a Christian. Yes, I still believed that God was there, but I had no idea. Um, I'd had no capacity to approach him, um, but I knew that my village was doing that for me. Um, so I'd say, find your village. And that might not necessarily look like people that are the same as you or people who have the same interests as you or people that are the same age as you, but there'll be somebody within your church or a local church if you're not part of a church that um that would love to pray for you um and if you're struggling to find somebody then speak to a, a vicar because you know they would absolutely love to connect you with somebody um that can be your village um and i think the other thing is i speak to parents a lot about this you know who are kind of um you know desperate for their children to have a relationship with jesus how can i make sure that they're you know that they've they've come to a relationship with jesus when they're older and i think the two things I say is um, pray for them all the time. <laughs> um, you know, when you hear of all these really strongly faithful Christians, they've often got parents praying for them um, who have been praying faithfully for, for them forever. That will be far more important than anything practical you can do. Um, but also just try and bring Jesus into just the, the mundane stuff in your life. So um, at home, we try and when we're just generally talking as a family or when we're yeah whatever we're doing we try i try and just bring jesus in it, it, it feels a bit unnatural at the beginning so the kids come home and say oh so and so did this to me and i can't believe they did it and it might feel a bit unnatural but you can say oh yeah that's that's terrible why don't we pray about that tonight or have you thought about praying about that or um we've often got like um Christian radio on in the background. Um, I use a lot of like Bible verses around my house. So it's kind of like implicitly there. One one of the things I did when the children were really little was um, put a Bible verse about, um, you know, where it says everything you do, I'm, I'm terrible at this game, but everything you do, do it for the Lord as if you're working for the Lord, not yep. for men. And I I'm put a, it. Yeah. I'm a <laughs> fellow Bible it. paraphrase. So totally get that. Yeah. No, exactly which one you it mean. It is written somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, I put it above the high chair because one of the things that I absolutely dreaded in life was cleaning that flipping high chair, like three <laughs> times a day, cleaning the high chair. It was like re most relentless task. And so having that above the high chair for me was like this constant reminder that um like i'm doing it for jesus I'm, I'm doing it for my child so that they're clean and healthy but also part of my role at the moment my calling is to clean the high chair like that's the thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so i think yeah just trying to constantly think of ways when things go wrong to bring 
Jesus into it or where they come home and, oh, mummy, I got the head teacher's award today. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to thank God for that later because I know you worked really hard for that and just trying to bring it. Yeah, always trying to bring our faith into our conversations, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And it's really powerful, um, especially, I think, when we bring God into situations that are not not so easy, like you mentioned, you know, something's going wrong at school for our children or if we're going through a hard time or if we're going through a hard time as a family, um, because otherwise you get to adulthood, excuse me, and you think, you know, I think the first sign of something going wrong and you don't know how to connect with God necessarily because mm. it's always been, God has always been associated with those happy moments in childhood. So actually even from childhood, I love what you said about kind of, yeah, just bringing God into those moments, you know, praying praying through those things that happen, you know, where is God in this? Where is God in the, the difficult things of life as well as the, the easy things? Mm. I had a, a conversation with a, a mum just this week who was, you know, saying, Oh, we, we're such a bad Christian family. We never do Bible study together. I rarely pray with the children. And, and I was like, look, I work for the church. I can't remember the last time I did a Bible study with my kids. It's not something that we managed to get into a regular routine of, and I'm not advocating for not trying to do it. But the children also have picture Bibles in their bedrooms and they read Bible stories themselves. And you, you, you trust that, that God is going to use what you do do. So take the pressure off and don't be constantly listing the stuff that you'd love to do but you don't have the capacity to do yeah that's great advice thank you and so reassuring i think because god knows what little we have as parents what a little energy what a little time he knows our situations intimately and i love that verse sorry i've quoted it before on a podcast but there's a verse about um god's word will not return void will not return empty in Isaiah, which i just cling to all the time because i just think you know sometimes it just feels like i'm throwing stuff out there you know it's a random bible study and then nothing for weeks and then it's a random you know wonderful prayer time and then nothing for months and it's so um, it's encouraging to know that actually God's doing this work uh, in the background and it doesn't all hinge on us, which is very encouraging. So and that, that story then, of the widow's offering, yeah. of, you know, you know, you just give, you give what you've got. <laughs> if you haven't got the capacity, then you don't give it. You give what you've got and God will honour that. Give what you got. I love that. Um, yeah, on, a, on an earlier podcast, we had Phil Togwell from Lectio for Families uh, and uh, it sticks in my mind what he said, you know, getting our kids to pray as they can not they can't and, and it's a similar thing as Christian parents you know you do what you can you don't do what you can't parent how you can and um, ladies thank you so much for joining me it's been such a pleasure such an insight I love uh, listening to your podcast and I loved hearing you talk about it too uh, just tell everybody listening how they can listen to you how could they can find you all the all the ways um well thank you for having us on for a start um but yeah you can find us on social media at salty mums pod um and then we're on all the usual platform um platforms such as um for podcasts like apple and amazon and google and spotify so we should be nice and easy to find on there and um we've also got a website which is the salty mums podcast.wordpress.com that's wonderful thank you and we will link all those in the show notes too thank you so much it's been a pleasure to have you thank you thanks for having us (laughs) bye Oh, that was such a fun conversation i hope you enjoyed that too becky and helen are superb what fabulous ladies 
Now, I know for some of you, meeting up regularly with other Christian parents is not possible for various reasons. But I would love to encourage you, if you don't feel that you have that support at the moment and you would like it, to think about a way to make it happen. Because honestly, it can be a bit scary sometimes going up to someone you don't really know and inviting them for coffee. It can be a bit um, difficult sometimes time-wise to fit it into a busy schedule. But I promise you that the encouragement and the benefits you get from it will be so much more than any sacrifice it takes to get it going. So do think about who you could get in touch with. Maybe it's a friend who lives at the other end of the country, but you could arrange to Zoom every month or send some voice notes or WhatsApp or whatever. And if you're looking for something to read or or some kind of focus to your times when you meet together, then I thoroughly recommend Being God's Child, Anna Hawkins' new book. It is split up into 10 easy ideas They only take 10 minutes or less to read. They are all super practical and super relevant if you're a parent. And there are discussion questions at the back of the book. So it would be a wonderful book to read with another person or in a small group and then discuss the questions when you meet, whether that's online or in person. Now, every podcast episode, as you know, ends with a question to ask your children to spark conversation. So here is today's question. In your life, who supports you? That's it. In your life, who supports you? And you might get all sorts of exciting answers for that. So go off, have those conversations, and I'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.